This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. to making moves i am here with sally dar (laughs) wait sally dar yes people call you sally dar is that is that where you're born and raised sally dar yeah so it's confusing so if i was filling out an application it would be first name sally middle name dar last name griffin but if someone's like what's your name sally dar so everyone copy so it's like an mm -hmm. anna grace it's like yeah it's like mary catherine anna grace like any of those but it just throws people because no one's heard of dar it's a family name yes yeah Sally Dar. It's kind of iconic. Thanks. I think it's a really good stage name for sure. Like, no, it literally sounds like <laughs> if Dolly Parton like had a kid. Right. Sally yeah. Dar. I don't have to like change. Like some people like come up with stage names. Yeah. Don't have to do that. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Sally Dar. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I like realized that kind of recently. Yeah. No, it happens. And like I respond to Sally because I know it's like hard to like get into it. You okay. know. But um. But do you ever say like actually it's Sally Dar? No, I actually never really correct people. But a lot Why? of my like. You should. I know I should. I know I should. Because then I'm like an idiot. I know. Normally my friends do. Like my close friends would be like, hey, by the way, her name's Sally Dar. And then I'm like, now I feel bad because now my friends are like these just like people protecting me being like, hey, just so you know. But I also think it's great because then like the people that know me, like now you know. Yeah. You know? So it's like a good indicator of like who who really knows. Sally Dar is such a phenomenal name. Yeah. I genuinely can't think of anyone that has a better like natural name. Thanks. That's kind. My sister's name is better actually. What? Her name is Mary Woodruff. Like Wood R U F F, but people call her Woody, like from Toy Story. Oh, I know. Wait, so that's her middle name? <laughs> yeah, same as me. Like same kind of like her name, Mary Woodruff. But so first, are middle. middle names a common theme in like your family? I guess it's just me and my sister. Actually, my dad, his name is John Mark, which I feel like men don't have double names that Whoa. often. Okay, but yeah, I've heard of John Luke. Yeah, similar, similar. Um, I don't know. It's not like a thing. But I guess so. It's a Sally southern Dar. thing. It's a southern thing. It is thing. a southern thing. Yeah. Speaking of southern, you're from Tennessee. Mm-hmm. Okay. And you went to Tulane. I did. You smarty pants. Oh, really? Thank yeah. you. Yeah. People are, what do they call it? Like the Harvard of the South? Yeah. I mean, like, I guess. But I feel like that's Vanderbilt. Uh-huh. I feel like all my, like, <laughs> really smart friends went there. And that's it's kind. like, <laughs> the best part about it, too, is it's like, low-key, 
I feel like not many people know that it's like the Harvard of the South. Because Harvard, everyone, it has this like big name, but Tulane means like you're low key forking smart. Yeah, but then you're just drinking all the time. <laughs> That's what it feels like. I'm dead. You went to Indiana, right? No. No, you went to. No. I went to Fitham. Oh, okay. But you just love yeah. everything well, Indiana. Well, my hometown is Bloomington, where I right. is. Gotcha. So, like, I grew up basically going there. And I just I, I just wanted to move, get out. I wanted yeah. to go to L.A. Because yeah. I was just born and raised my whole high school, like, migrated there. Yeah. 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 Makes sense. I've been to Bloomington one time. What? I went there in, while I was at Tulane for some, like, Greek conference thing. And it was just, like, at Indiana. But they, like, wouldn't let us leave. I forget what sorority house we stayed at. We stayed in a sorority house. And they wouldn't let us leave. Like, I was like, can we not just, like, go on a walk? It was, like, a panhell thing? Yeah. What sorority were you in? Kappa Kappa Gamma. (gasps) Oh. But I just, like, went because they just needed someone to go. And I was like, okay. KKG, And I went with this other girl. And it was, like, fine. But it was, like, miserable because they wouldn't let us leave this house. Yeah, that's weird. It was really weird. But so I have all this to say. The Kappa house at IU is pretty. I don't think it was that one. I wish I could tell you which one it was. You studied, what, English and film? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. And... When you what, when you went to Tulane and you were studying that, what did you realistically think you were going to be or do when you graduated? Mm, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, so going into Tulane, I always knew I wanted to major in English. Like I knew that since junior year of high school. Because so you're I, a writer, huh? Yeah. Yeah. So I knew I was going to do that. Interesting. So I kind of just did that major. Was basically done with that major, and then I kind of was taking classes that could apply to a bunch of different things, and I kind of waited till the eleventh hour to decide what the second major was. So I was taking classes that had it could apply to like communications or film studies or like could apply to a bunch of different things. Uh-huh. And then I just decided to do film and I actually kind of hated it. Um, I don't know what I thought I was going to do. I worked at the Tulane Alumni House and I loved that. So I knew realistically I could just like work for Tulane and I love New Orleans and I knew I could do that. Uh-huh. Do you like the South? Yeah, I love the South. Okay. Um, I mean, obviously there are pockets of yeah. it that are better that are than others, mm-hmm. but like love New Orleans, loved where I grew up. I want to go there. You should. You'd have so much. And fun. my guy friend plays for the Saints, so I need oh, to go. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That's yeah. You need to go. You need to go. I've never been. You should go. Okay. Literally we should a go game. together. Please. Well, all okay. Both of my roommates are from New Orleans, and then two of my other friends. Wait, they live here. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Yeah. I didn't know that. It's so weird. Our whole friend group is like Louisiana, Texas, Alabama, and then me and Aspen are like Tennessee, and then yeah. Brooke is Philadelphia. But like. Everyone's from the South. And That's friend, crazy. It's so weird how it happened. And then I'm Indiana. Indiana. <laughs> I've yeah. inserted myself in the front group. No, no, that's great. That's great. You and Brooke are the outliers. Yeah, we're the outliers. <laughs> do you know what I did after college? I don't know how much research you did on me. <laughs> Wait, no, I don't think I do. Um, I had this whole plan starting my junior year of college. Have you heard of the show Below Deck? Yes. Mm-hmm. So I love reality TV. I was not on Blow Deck. Sorry before anyone Wait, starts I just I got on asked to be on one of those. Did I tell you this? No. What show? Fork. Wait, do we remember what it... Let me look up my email. I'm not kidding. <laughs> was I think it, on... it might have been that one. Was that the one where they're on a yacht and they... Yeah. It's like you work... Oh my... Were they scout... They scout people to work on the boats now? Uh, I think I just got it like... Yeah, below deck. I said no. It's on Bravo, right? No, you should say no. And I'll tell you why. Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> No, I mean, I don't explain. I said no because I was just like, what is this? I'm scared. Yeah, that's so interesting that they're like scouting people for it because Uh, normally I feel like they just like pick people that are already like training to be that and then just like, you know what I mean? I feel like everything's fake, right? Probably. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I don't know much about the Bravo aspect of like the yachting industry. See, I was mostly scared because like I I don't know anything about the show, but I was mostly scared about potentially being in my bikini and I'm not editing the footage. Like that is. 
terrifying. I was literally, we were watching Too Hot to Handle the other day, and I was like, anyone that's auditioning to be on a reality show, like, you have to be comfortable just, like, being in a bathing suit all the time. Yeah. Like, that's that's really the reason I'm not on reality TV. Otherwise, (laughs) I would be there. It's okay. We'll be on Housewives one day. Ah, that's the goal. Yeah. That's the dream. Okay, Um, so what were we going to do after college? I'm so so interested I watched Below Deck, and I always looked at it, and I thought, this is... You don't have to pay rent, okay? You travel the world. You don't have to pay for food or anything. So it's basically just like a salary into your pocket, okay? And I always thought – I didn't go abroad while at Tulane because I just didn't really want to live, leave New Orleans. And a lot of people went abroad because the, everyone else was going abroad and they were afraid to, like, be alone in New Orleans. But I stayed in New Orleans. But I wanted to do something after school, like, kind of equivalent to a gap year. And so I had this whole plan that I was going to move to Fort Lauderdale and work on a boat. And Shut basically up. I wasn't on Below Deck, but, like, do what they did on Below Deck. Yeah. Didn't really know like what I was. Just cosplay below deck. No, literally, I was just cosplaying. I love cosplaying. Um, cosplaying. Yeah. A steward. No, actually, I did that. Um, I did that for, I think, I think I did it for like six. Yeah, ten... you actually did it? Yeah. Oh my God. So I, I moved. I was, okay, so I graduated spring 2018, was home for like basically all of summer. And at that point, I really didn't want to go. Like I was like in my soul, I knew. That I didn't want to go, but it was like this plan that I had had for over a year, didn't have anything else to do, and my mom was just kind of like, hey, it's it's time. So I um, packed up my bags, drove to Fort Lauderdale, Shut up. lived in, there are these crew houses that like, basically like a hostel, but it's for people in the crew industry, lived in a crew house, just like going to agencies, like applying online. This is iconic. Ended up getting a job, working on a boat for a few months the boat ended up selling so that was kind of I didn't like it by the way (laughs) did not like my experience wait working on the boat was it like a yacht yeah and then was it uh kind of like privately owned by like billionaires or was it like someone like people would rent out yeah so there's like charter which is like below deck where people like rent it like how you would like an Airbnb whatever but ours was privately owned so if the owners weren't using it we were just at the dock shut up yeah so I would just like I would just sleep like at the dock and we were based out of West Palm Beach and they and were then, just, like, really rich people that owned a yacht. Mm-hmm. And they would go out and just, like, dilly-dally on it. Mm-hmm. And you were in charge of, like, making sure, like, there was a tight ship run. Yeah. I mean, I was, <laughs> third, I was third stewardess. But, so I was, like, bottom of the totem, totem pole. So just, like, turning down sheets, cleaning toilet bowls. Yeah. Vacuuming. Just, like, flecks of dust in the air. Like, I have never – really, you think that you know how to clean. You don't. Like, there's so much more you could be doing to clean. Like, Q-tips and hinges – insane so yeah it was a good experience and I I really I feel like I learned how to just like just like be a mom honestly like it felt like mom boot camp yeah like I just really know how to do a lot now and obviously like a lot of good like you know story material that I you know don't use online but just like you know it's a it's a conversation starter. Uh, have you ever done like a series (laughs) talking about this I feel like this would be such a good bit like for you yeah and people like People that do know, I mean, I don't talk about it that often, obviously, but it's just, like, kind of the thing, I mean, obviously, there's, like, NDAs. I would never talk about, like, who I worked yeah. for, like, what I did, but, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's kind of, I would talk about it, but it's, I don't know. Oh, I think it's so hilarious. Yeah. Yeah. I could talk about it more. It's so, it's just, like, such a strange blip that in my life. That is such a good, like, fun fact about you. Yeah. And I also, I truly believe, I mean, I think I would have gotten, to, so I, I finished that, and then I went to grad school, and I interviewed for my, like, film school while I was on the boat and I've sold it like I was just like oh like I'm just like floating in the ocean like just fully like selling that I think that's why I got into grad school honestly I mean maybe I would have I should give myself more credit I maybe I would have gotten in regardless but they loved it like I checked in on orientation day and one of my professors she was like 
can't wait to can't wait to work on that script about the boat with you. Like they, no, I, like actually, truly, they were like, "This is what you're writing because this is what you it's sold crazy. to us." Yeah. yeah. Okay, so then you is this LMU you were applying to? Yes, LMU. I applied to a few places, but um, LMU is where I ended up going. Yeah. And then did you move here? What? what when did the panty happen and all this? So I started LMU fall 2019. Did that um, home for Christmas back. Um, and then like for a few months and then the pandemic hit home in Tennessee throughout that. And then that started TikTok. That's when like TikTok, I mean, it was on TikTok like fall 2019. Um, but TikTok really took off like March, 2020. And then like through the summer is like and when my why account. did it take off, take off for you? Um, I was bored and I was posting every day and it was like, I mean, you definitely know this, that it was just like keeping me up at night. Yeah. Like I could not go to bed without posting a video that like hit X number of views or like really? I was like or I just like was it was I would eat dinner with my parents and then I would be like okay I'm going upstairs and they knew I was going upstairs to write and film a TikTok like they knew like it was just like clockwork like it was this just crazy like, it was just and I love strategic I look back on it very fondly but I'm also like that was crazy that it was just every my whole thought process was always just like what's the next next idea next yeah. idea which okay. I love walk us through this because I heard this on a podcast and I thought it was so fascinating you said you wake you woke up in the morning during COVID you woke up in the morning and you were very particular about you said there was a term uh active something oh very, oh my god you did do your you're research. very particular about things that surrounded you in the morning and you would pay attention to it so for instance you were like a scratch on the floor a particle of dust. Yeah. A um like piece of clothing on the floor. Like explain that to me. What is that what is that called and what does that mean? Um I don't know what it's called, but I really think that that behavior that I was doing, I love Seinfeld and I love Seinfeld because I think it's like very like observational comedy. So like Jerry Seinfeld always takes something that like happens to everyone but you just don't think about too much. Like everyone, I don't know. This is so boring, but like everyone like loses a sock in a dryer. Yeah. Like everyone experiences that. And like obviously like, we all know that's like a universal truth. Yeah. But something that's a little bit like less talked about than like losing a like sock in a dryer. The mundane things. The mundane things that like happens to everyone and someone points it out and they're like, wait, that's insane that this thing happens to everyone and like that's hilarious. And so I'd really just like try to like go through my day of like trying to like observe those like really, really mundane things and being like, does this happen to everyone? Can I make this funny? Can I make this relatable? That's so, so really just like interesting. active, thi- active observational humor is yes. like what I was trying to do because that's always what I admired. Like when you were doing that prior to this, had you been so into writing and comedy that you noticed that was a form of comedy and you were like, let me try and practice this? Yeah. Well, I've always loved comedy and like applying to film school, all of this, even if I was like writing a dramatic script, like it was always going to be like a dark comedy. Like it was going to be something like Barry, which is like a dramatic TV show, but like also clearly very funny. Like always loved comedy, always wanted to do something in the comedy space. Um, So I always knew I and I always just like loved the Internet. And so I when TikTok came along, I was like, no one's on this. I got to get on this now because I have always wanted to be a YouTuber. I wanted to just do I just needed a foot in the door and the internet is always like such an accessible way for like a it's girl the best way to get your foot a in the girl door. sitting in her bedroom in Tennessee that like can't be in LA auditioning or be networking like the internet was my foot in the door because it was the only way to get your foot in the door when you're living in a pandemic in your bedroom in Tennessee. it still is <laughs> yeah and it like, still is dead ass yeah so you always loved comedy when did you realize your love for comedy um 
I don't know how far back I'm allowed to go. I mean, I, I just think like I've always been just in my family dynamic when my mom always said like I when something bad happened, I was always the one that was like trying to make a joke when like things were uncomfortable, which is like I feel like every comedian always kind of says that like no, oh, but I was it's true. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I think not like I knew I wanted to do comedy back then, but I think that I've always I've always do you remember those things on Facebook where people would it was a photo of, you know, all the different characters of a TV show or whatever. And it would have like the funny one, the athletic yes. one. Oh, my gosh. I yeah. miss those. Yeah. We those. should recreate that. Yeah, we should. For the Internet. We for should. Twitter and shit. Yeah. But that one, like I was always tagged as the funny one. And if I wasn't tagged as the funny one, I was upset. Like, Shut I think that I always wanted to be the funny one in the friend group. And if I wasn't, it was I was. That was upsetting. No one tagged me as that. So interesting. Yeah. So I I don't think I always knew I wanted to do comedy, but I always knew I wanted to be the funny one in the room. That makes way more sense. Yeah. And then when did you realize, oh, I like being the funny one to, oh, I want to make this into a career? Like, when was that realization? Mm. Or I guess, how did you have that realization, that come to Jesus moment? I think I always, before TikTok came along, so I started posting on YouTube Spring of my senior year at Tulane. So it's spring 2018. So that's before the boat, before TikTok. I mean, maybe music. You started posting on what? YouTube. Okay. So like I always wanted to like make content that was like had a funny edge, but I didn't really know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, Basically, what I'm trying to say, you yeah. marinate for a second. I really am big on like at trying to hone in on what you're good at as fast as possible. Like I wish I would have honed in on what I was good at way earlier in life. But I just and I kind of knew that I was good at, but I didn't I didn't rip the bandaid off because I was like afraid about what other people would think. Mm -hmm. And I want to like teach people if you have an inkling about something like you have to go for it and and try it. Because like think if you would have started your YouTube and taken it seriously with comedy like five years ago. Yeah. Like dead ass. I wish. Right. (laughs) We all wish. So I'm like, how did you have that come to Jesus moment and realize oh, shit, like, I could make this into a career. You know what I mean? Yeah, what I always say, when people are always like, how do you, like, how did you become TikTok famous? Or how did you, I literally just knew. Like, it was like this feeling in my soul. I was like, this is going to work because I know it's going to work. Which is how, when someone feels that way about anything, you're like, well, it's going to work. Like, one of my friends that's doing stand-up, he has the same attitude about stand-up. He's like, I'm going to be a stand-up comedian because I have to be and because I know I will be. And I'm like, and I believe you. And I know you will be. And that's Uh how I felt about TikTok. I was like, I will have a blue check mark and I will, this is what I'm going to do. And I just know, I just know. And it was every day, it was like that, like every day making a video to get closer to like that. Love it. TikTok famous label, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Um, So you you would wake up in the morning. Let's go to this part. mm -hmm. You wake up in the morning and tell me your day. Like, tell me what you're thinking. I want to know everything. In the middle of, like, height pandemic? This is so mind-boggling to me. The way you... I don't understand comedy. The comedy world, it's so fascinating to me. Because I don't know much about it. I mean, I don't think I know... I mean, I guess I know know more than than I do. Yeah, Yeah. not everything. Um, Like, height pandemic. Like, when I was in Tennessee, I would wake up. I think I would, like, go on a walk with my mom and the dogs. Just, like, around. Come home. And just, like, I would just think throughout the day. I would do – like, I was in school also, so I'd have, like, Zoom classes and stuff too. Uh, um, at LMU? Yeah. Okay. Zoom – like, in the spring and then summer, just, you yeah. know, not Zoom classes, obviously. Um, but I would just, like, watch TV throughout the day. I would watch a lot of stand-up on Netflix, like, see how they constructed jokes, like, see, like, their like their tone of their – like, I was just, like, watching so much stuff. You were stuff studying. And just, like, thinking a lot. Um, and then at night – uh, my cutoff was always like midnight. I was like, you have to put, this was Eastern time too. So I was like, you have to post something before midnight. Um, yeah. And I would just, I don't know, just like a lot of just like, 
it sounds like just a lot of like walking around and thinking and like watching shows. I used to pace in my bedroom at night after I would eat dinner. I would go up, not every night, but like most nights, go upstairs, turn on like a stand up special, and I would pace around my room and I would literally just like scroll on Instagram, see like. Because I used to do a lot of, like, humor that was very, like, rooted in, like, making fun of, like, millennial Gen Z girls. So I would scroll on Instagram and I would see, like, what's, like, the fashion trend I could make fun of or, like, what's, like, I don't know. Like, I would just, like, scroll and, like, scroll on my phone, think of things, listen to how they were – and just pace until I had an idea. And then I would go film it in my bathtub, (laughs) which is, like, another whole – thing okay 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 <laughs> i, I, I want to go back though to the when you would wake up and you saw the particle of dust uh-huh. would you just marinate that on that oh, all I would day write it down write okay, it down you would write it down yeah. where in your notes notes yeah your phone notes yeah and you would be like particle of dust and then your idea maybe or just you'd write down the yeah. object brooke and connor always call it a seed like they're like that's a seed that's a seed like the particle oh, of dust that. yeah like that's a seed i don't know where it's going i don't know how it's going to grow what plant it is but like it is that's a seed so good yeah and i didn't call it that until i met them that's but they always called it a seed okay yeah and then is that like a comedy thing like you guys all realizing that's a seed is that just a comedy thing yeah i think just like i mean I, I don't know why I'm talking about Jerry Seinfeld so much, but I think most comedians are, as soon as you have a thought and you're like, that's kind of funny, you need to write it down immediately. Okay. Because if you don't write it down immediately, you're going to forget. And yeah. I think that's one thing that Me with Jerry Seinfeld idea. literally uses like college, what's it called? Uh, legal pads. Like Whoa. very old fashioned. He uses like legal pads. And like, but everyone now just uses their phone. But you have to write it down as soon as you... Because I'll have times where I'm like going to bed and I think of something. I'm like, oh, I remember it in the morning. I wake up, don't me. remember it. Literally me. Yeah. So yeah. like, it's a comedy thing. But it's a it's a human thing. It's a human like, thing. Like you need to write it down yeah. as soon as you think of it. I have plenty of seeds, not comedy-wise, but like even of ideas of TikToks I want to do. Yeah. But I'm like, I don't know what I want to... If I want to do a vlog or if I want that to be a Leisha thing or if I want that to be a me thing. Or like there's a lot of times where I'll just like text random other creators I'm like you gotta use this yeah if it's better than for me yeah or it's if a I can't creative work it. person but thing like yes to like, but yeah. like writing that's so good I love the term seed yeah as a seed okay so you would write down the dust thing mm-hmm. and then you would go throughout your day go to dinner have dinner with the parents mm-hmm. that was like a nightly thing right mm-hmm. in quarantine and then pace yeah a and big then pacer you, what time would you get in the bathtub to film this sounds so ridiculous. It sounds yeah. like you're filming a porno. Yeah, yeah. The bathroom <laughs> thing is like a whole other discussion. Um, but I think I would, ideally, I would love to like be posting by like 10 p.m. Um, but uh, however long it took. Why? Why wouldn't you film during the day? I don't know. I just think that's just how my routine was. Like, I mean, if I had an idea in the middle of the day, I might film it. So yeah, you can probably find some TikToks where it was, you know, yeah. daylight. But um, I don't know. That was just like my routine. It was just. Also, because before I would just like refresh in my bed at night. Like after I post, I would just lay on my bed and refresh, which bad, but <laughs> really just yeah. to see how people were responding. Yeah, and I like how many views you can get in an hour, or like how many likes can you get in an hour, and just like seeing like those checkpoints. I was obsessive, like the instant <laughs> reward, yeah. instant gratification. Yeah. Wow, that is so mind-boggling to me. <laughs> That's and you were determined. Yeah. Thank you so much to Apartments.com for sponsoring this episode of Making Moves. Apartments.com believes a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine by turning the time you would have spent washing dishes into extra time for you. That could mean more time to read, more time to knit, or more time to contemplate the vastness of time itself. With Apartments.com, finding somewhere to live with an elusive dishwashing slash time-expanding device is easy. Apartments.com hosts the most rental listings with over 1 million available units. 
And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. The one thing that has kept me sane throughout the 75 hard challenge, and more importantly, has kept me hydrated the most is liquid IV. Y'all, when I tell you, I literally crave liquid IV. Like the lemon lime flavor lives rent-free in my head. First of all, it just always quenches my thirst, but it is perfectly sour and has that tangy taste to it. And it's just so good. Like a nice cold, crisp glass of liquid IV. Oh my gosh. Sounds so good. Whether you hydrate to live or live to hydrate, Liquid IV quenches your thirst faster than water alone with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness, all in a single sugar-free stick. So I actually just taste tested all of the flavors for you guys, the pear, the white peach, the green grape, and the lemon lime. And I have to tell you, I still think lemon lime is my favorite. (laughs) But my second favorite is green grape. And then my third favorite, believe it or not, is pear. I'm actually shocked by how much I like pear. And then in fourth place for me was the white peach. My favorite thing about Liquid IV is how convenient it is, especially because I am always on the go. I am booked and busy, and I'm sure you guys are too. So being able to pack it so easily in a purse or a carry-on or whatever the case is, like my work bag, I always have a liquid IV in there because throughout my day, I get so thirsty and nothing truly satisfies my thirst craving other than a liquid IV. Like it is so good. I literally want to make one right now. And listen, drinking water is great. Like I've been drinking so much water while doing the 75 hard challenge, but one stick of liquid IV in 16 ounces of water hydrates you way better than water alone. And I love it because I feel like it actually revives me. And the best part about it is that there's no artificial sweeteners and zero sugar. However you hydrate, grab your Liquid IV hydration multiplier, sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco, or get 20% off your first order when you go to liquidiv.com and use code TK at checkout. That's 20% off your first order when you shop better hydration today using promo code TK at liquidiv.com. When do you feel like you were most on the hot, like what, I guess, seed or plant that you made on your like TikTok career? What do you feel like you're like, I'm on a high right now? Like when do you Mm. look back and you're like, damn, like I was like, I thought I could rule the world then. It was, it was all these tub videos I did, which I, I, (laughs) honestly, I'm forgetting why it started. So I basically, I would sit, this is why it started, I think. Um, I would sit on the edge of my bathtub and I would talk to myself like these internet comedy videos where it's like you talk to yourself you flip the camera and you're the other version of you and I would the reason I think I did it is because my bathroom tile is like really pretty I'm just obsessed with my bathroom Uh tile thanks to my mom who did this and it was just the best lighting was in my bathroom I liked the background of the bathroom tile and then it was just like a natural place to sit yeah and I started doing that that format a video where you're talking to self to yourself and I I don't know. I just sat there and then all these people are like, well, why are you sitting in your bathtub? And I'm like, well, you're commenting it. So that's engagement. So I'm going to keep on doing it. Like, because you're, Whoa, you're confused. You're by so it. smart. I was like, yeah. no. And then it became a thing like, oh, this girl in her bathtub, this girl like with the shampoo bottles in the background, like, why is this girl in her bathtub? Blah, blah, blah. And then anytime, because I think there's a few other creators that also like sit in their bathtub sometimes. Yeah. And then I would get tagged in their videos. It's like, wait, Sally Dar is the girl in the bathtub. You why guys are, are you? bathtub people. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know. It just kind of became a thing. And then I was like, people like this is an identifier. And so I just kept doing it. And 
I don't know. That's just that's hilarious. You know what would be cool is like one day when you're doing stand up and you have like your own show, the set could be like a like a bathroom and you're sitting yeah. in a bathtub. Oh, I already want to like recreate that bathroom tile when sick. I own a home. Yeah. That'd be so cool. But yeah, I don't know. I was on top of the world. I think this bathtub era, specifically my bathtub in Tennessee, I've done like bathtub things like in LA, whatever. Um, but it was just when I was posting every day. And I used to I used to be really big on like connecting videos. So it was almost like you didn't understand this video if Unless you didn't you watch watched. the one before. So some people would be like, wait, why is she making a joke about this person? I don't get it. And then people would be like, oh, it's like it's like her thing. Like you have you don't you don't you understand it all. Yeah. yeah. And I used to be really big on that because I was like, that makes people watch older videos. Uh-huh. I really love like the storyline, like connecting uh-huh. it, um, especially because a lot of TikTok videos are just like standalone, like for you page. Like totally. and so it would get people to click. And I, that that's that was really hard to do to like connect them all and also still make it funny. Um, that's but, yeah. so funny because Alicia and I try and do that uh, strategically with vlogs. So mm. we'll like. We'll make this tiniest thing the biggest deal and make it into like three or four videos. So we'll yeah. be like, okay, the the plant or the idea is we're going to Target, right? The first video will be like, oh, I really want to go. We'll like be talking about it, right? And then the next video will be like on our way there starting to pick stuff out. Maybe we even buy a bunch of stuff like dicking around in Target. The next video is like the haul of what we got. Yeah. And the final video is like hanging up the shelves we got or like putting the stuff to use. Yeah. And it's like, but we reference shit th- through the past, yeah. like all the time, so that people have to go and watch, so that they feel like they missed out on because they did. Yeah, on yeah. like the whole journey. Yeah, I will say I was watching Alicia's vlogmas after Christmas, like I started, yeah. whatever, and I. She did. I remember her her doing that. She was like, we I that. bought stuff at Target. And then the next video was like, what I bought at Target. Yeah. And I was like, well, I wanted this to be. It works. It works. And you want. As a viewer, you're kind of like, dang, I wanted this all in one. But like, as a creator, it's so smart because you can get so much content out of like your one idea. Yeah. And it like also allows you to be creative. Like, how can I milk the shit out of this like one tiny moment? Yeah. Like get creative, like make this spicy on its own without like doing, I don't know. It just makes you be creative. Yeah. That's, that's so smart. I've never heard of anyone doing that with TikTok. Yeah. Well, I don't think, I mean, I don't even know how I, because TikTok is so, I think that's like. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't think anyone else really does that. I don't think <laughs> I don't so do either. it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Why don't you do it anymore? Um, it was getting I literally have a YouTube video that's like 20 minutes long cuz so many people I used to get comments where people are like I don't understand. Like I don't understand the story that you're telling anymore. Like it's getting and I made a YouTube video that was literally called like Saladar's book of lore or something stupid like that because people used to call it like my lore. And so I made like a 20 minute video where I explain how all of them are connected and it was like the longest YouTube video to make and to explain because even I was getting confused at a certain point. God, I was like, I don't even know what I'm talking. So I think that's why I stopped because I was like, this is getting so confused. Like I'm pretending to have sex with like a property brother, but I'm also like, <laughs> like obsessed with a jade roller. Like there was like all of these like weird elements. And like, I was, like tangents I in the story. Yeah. I was yeah. like, I need to just like stop it all together. But I made this YouTube video and I explained it, which I honestly, I should go back and watch because I don't even remember half the shit I was talking that's about. That's hilarious. Um, but yeah, I just, it was getting to be complicated we had the bathroom era the bathtub era and now you're in LA and you are taking a gap year from LMU yeah so I delayed let's debrief Um, this yeah so I the program I did was a three-year program I did two years and then I would have been starting my third year this past August oh shit you only Um, have one more year 
Yeah. Well, so I delayed this year. I can delay for up to two years until I like can't. Like I would have to start over technically. Um, so Fork, that makes it harder. Yeah, but also. I don't think I'm going to go back. And I've talked to my parents, but I'm just like, I don't think I'm going to go back. I don't think you should go back. But I, I hate that I, you know, spent money on those yeah. two years. But, like, it's it's what got me out here. Uh-huh. And I definitely learned how to, like, write scripts better. Like, things that Tulane didn't teach me. Uh-huh. So, like, I definitely learned some stuff. So it wasn't for nothing. But it really sucks just, like, not getting that degree. Because yeah. like, everybody wants, you the know, degree. the degree. Yeah. But I everything good that I have gotten so far in terms of my career has been from the internet. So like, not like follow the money, but like follow, follow like- Almost the momentum. Yeah, and so I'm just like, I'm silly to not, which isn't actually why, I didn't delay grad school because of the internet. I actually got a job, which I then quit two two months later. Um, (laughs) But yeah, so now I'm just like following the internet. So I don't think I'm gonna go back. Well, I was just about to say, like, cause I normally am like pro education and stuff, but in your scenario, like people, who are going to school right now are trying to get where you're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're going to school to like figure out how to get where you are, you're at. Cause you're at like an epic spot. Yeah. And like, I, I feel like it'd almost be, I don't want to be like, I don't want to give bad advice, but I don't, I feel like for you, that would be a little bit backpedaling or backtracking. Yeah. You know? well, I, that's right? why I told my parents, I was like, I, well, one, I'm like making money from the internet and like, I'm wrapped by an agency, which a lot of people at my school aren't. And, like, there's just, like, a lot of things that I have gotten doing what I'm doing that I – that film school didn't give me. Like, it did give me things. But it's – yeah, what you're saying. Like, it's yeah. just, like, I – Like, you're out here doing the shit you you talk about and fantasize in Right, film like, what I wanted film school to give me, I already got somewhere yeah. else. So. I got all of my stuff from not school. Like, I, I definitely learned so much in there, like, skills and shit that I wouldn't have in the real world, I guess, unless I, like, figured it out on my own. Mm-hmm. But I, I definitely will say, like, all of the experience and, like, where I am now is because of, like, the internships and little jobs and side hustles I did here and there. Yeah. Like, which, it's it sucks. But, like, it, it just is not your path anymore. Yeah, and like, it's also right? just, like, such a thing with, like, entertainment in general. You always hear these celebrities that, like, I, you know took a leap of faith and did yeah. all of this and I was just like I think that I think that this is my leap of faith that like will be on my Wikipedia page if I have one you know what I mean yeah. and I was like this is that moment where people are gonna be like she did what she didn't finish whatever yeah. yeah and I was like and you know what it's not like I'm dropping out of high school it's grad school it's yeah. fine it's, it's like fine. your second school right you got so, the Tulane degree which is the one right. that really matters yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay so you are now like tell me a day in the life now about what you do and I also want to talk about your stand-up yes stuff um so day in the life now I am full-time internet very exciting um that's I, awesome congrats thank you it's big time um I became doing that I was started doing that full-time I think in October 2021 um but it didn't feel like real because the holidays were like coming up whatever I was just kind of like uh you know I'll go home to Tennessee I was home like Thanksgiving until New Year's I was home for a long time and it oh, just wow. I kind of like went home and was just like reassessing like just thinking like okay internet full-time what am I gonna try to pursue like I, I so it Wait, really I did not know this was that recent yeah so I really feel like truly full-time like starting this month even though I technically was before but it just like felt like not real yet because the holidays and I was home for so long and what I was your job that you were doing I was a personal assistant to a celebrity oh yeah okay and, and I didn't like it yeah <laughs> so I quit okay yeah okay okay um but yeah no I, I this is like I 
I personally feel like this is my first month, like full time. So it's actually my day. Yeah, dude. Yeah, That's it's awesome. exciting. It's really scary. <laughs> but, it is scary. Yeah. Why is it scary? Um. Well, I just think just the nature of social media, just like you know, wanting to stay relevant. You never know what's going to happen. You never know like when brand deals are going to stop coming. You know, just social media is inherently just like kind of scary because it's just like oh, new. Yeah. It's new frontier. Like. It's scary. Yeah. Do you get most of your money from deals? Yeah, brand deals. Okay. And then do you make any money hardly at all on the the TikTok like creator fund? Mm-mm. Do you even have it on? I do. Okay. Um, which is just like a nice little like Ever, here's a like little spending money. Yeah, yeah. But like no, I could not survive on that. Yeah. Mm-mm. The YouTube is like way better with monetization yeah. and uh, stuff. A dream. Yeah. I wish. I mean, not that I wish I were a YouTuber over a TikToker, but like. My first love was YouTube. Like, I was posting on YouTube You'd before be TikTok. You'd be a great YouTuber. Thanks. Well, I've tried for years, but one I day. I feel like you should make more, like, <laughs> like, you know how David Dobrik, he has, like, bits within his videos? Yeah. Like, I feel like that would be, like, your vlogs. More skit like, type bits. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah which I, I, was, was, I was trying to get Connor to do it. Yeah, he's silly, which I've listened to your podcast. He is silly for not doing YouTube. And I've told him. I've told You're him. You're silly for not doing that. I do YouTube. No one cares, though. Okay, but <laughs> we're going we're gonna to get people to care. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to, I need you, uh, consulting advice. We should do a brainstorm session. We should. We yeah. Should. I love amazing. YouTube because I love editing. And like, I feel like a lot of people what? don't like editing and I love editing. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, it's I like, love this it's, for you us. know, like when it like clicks and it's like, yes, it's just like, oh, there's like a rhythm to it. And once you like get the rhythm, then it's just Well, it's so fun. much of like comedic timing is in the edit. Yeah. So true. That's, oh, that's another thing with TikTok. What? Like. Back TikTok is still a very janky app. But back when I was first starting, there were so many features that they don't have now. And one of the features is you know how like if you film a bunch of different clips and then you can adjust the clips like on like on the yes, those yes, sides. Yes, yes, yes. They used to not have that. So like when you were recording, you would have to like stop it like on the exact right beat. So if you wanted it to like if and I was saying a sentence, brutal. yeah. And that's so much about people would have a funny idea, but there would be too much lag at the beginning of the sen- when they were doing conversations with themselves. There would be too much like dead space in between because you couldn't cut it so that's also a reason why I think that I not like that's like a really small reason but I think one reason my videos did really well is because I would either edit it off so I could get that timing and like take away that dead space or I would like know to stop recording wait where would you edit on like premiere oh premiere yeah premiere girly yeah love premiere wow okay this is very fascinating yeah yeah I feel like a lot of my I mean, I'm chaotic and I'll do like funny, stupid shit in my vlogs, but like a lot of, I enhance it in my edit Yeah, so much. Yeah. And TikTok used to not have that. And I was like, everyone, these are such good ideas, but like the app is not helping you make them No. And it makes it harder to execute your idea and it makes you frustrated and not want to try again. Yeah. Because like even for myself, like I'll have a funny TikTok idea, but I'm like, oh, I should probably film that like here and then bring it into Final Cut and then edit it there and then blah, blah, blah. And by the time I do that, I'm like, it feels like a vlog. Yeah. Like, it shouldn't feel that hard. Yeah, yeah. So what's your take on, um, like, TikTok versus Reels and, like, YouTube shorts? Ugh, Reels? I'm like, ugh, it's so hard. Okay, well, so Reels, when it became first became a thing, like, which... Everything is, like, so embarrassing until it's not embarrassing. Yeah. Especially when it comes to, like, everything is cringy until it takes off. Well, that's, someone told me that once, and they were, like, the first person that started, like, Uber or LaCroix, like, this was stupid. Yeah. And embarrassing. Right. And now it's, like, that bitch. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is embarrassing until it's not. That's so true. Which is always what I used to tell myself when I was doing TikTok. I was, like, one day, I 
people will think this is cool. And right now, I know I'm in so many group messages, and that's fine. Because one day, they're going to be jealous. It's okay. It's okay. And so Reels, of course, because I know everyone that I went to high school with or college with can see all of my shit. Like, I know they can see my TikToks if they wanted to find it. But Instagram felt like so because everyone not everyone I knew was on TikTok everyone I knew was on Instagram so I was like oh reels like I know that like there's only a thousand people that I know in real life and like you know ten thousand people that are strangers that like I don't know why I'm catering to these a thousand people that I've met throughout my life but reels just felt so like invasive to like be posting my comedy on my totally agree yeah so I didn't do it at first because I was like embarrassed um Jack Martin real Jack um he started posting on reels immediately really and he gained he had i think i don't know how many followers i had on instagram like let's say like a little less than 20k or something he had um 14k or something he was posting on reels from the beginning three times a day shut up which that's insane three times a day but he was posting on reels from the beginning he went to 100k like he grew so much from reels and then another friend nick norcia i don't know if you know him i don't know i talked to him at a party and he did the same thing. Like, no all of his Instagram followers are from Reels. And I'm like, here I am. I'm like, Reels, got, like, please, Instagram, I'm begging. Like, why don't you like it? So, I don't know. I Reels are annoying because for some people it works and they get so many Instagram followers. Yeah. But, like, for me, they don't know. I, I think my <laughs> greatest struggle is, like, which I, I think could be the same for you. In my head, like, I know what hits for a vlog, for instance. Like, I, I'm, like, I'm confident in – when I have a good idea for YouTube, I'm confident it'll perform well, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, oh, this is a good idea, and it'll perform well, right? Mm-hmm. And that's usually the case. Every so often, I have, like, what I think is a good idea, and then it just does not perform well, whatever. Yeah. But with, like, specifically Instagram Reels and TikTok, I'm confused. I'm like, what's a TK's Juicy Polls TikTok? Like, what's a Reel? Like, yeah. and, and are they different? Right. And, like, why does, in my head, why does that live on TikTok and this is on Reels? And I'm like... Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. hard for have, me to like, I guess, brand my own reel and my own TikTok. And I'm like, how do you, in your head, how do you do that? Yeah. Like, I mean, I just, I take, well, not every, not all the time, but mostly I take a TikTok and I'll remove the watermark and I'll post it on reels. But like, there are some that like are viral on TikTok that no one cares about on reels. I'm yes. Like, that's weird. Or vice versa. Yeah. Like, it's I got that weird. shit that pops off on reels and it doesn't pop off on TikTok. Yeah. And I, and I swear they know. Yeah. I, I just don't know what it is. I don't know. I don't know. I, I think Jack does a lot of he does a lot of POVs on TikTok and on on Reels, and I do think that Reels lo- loves POVs. I think that you should do like hone in on hone in on the millennial Gen Z girl like cringe blogger mm-hmm. on Instagram because that's where it lives. Yeah. So be like, like you should do like OOTD like outfits of the week and just do like forking like like make fun of like, right make fun, make of, yeah, fun yeah. of like instagrammers yeah yeah that would be so good yeah maybe, maybe that's what it i don't know because tiktok is like definitely more like instagram is like more like curated and polished and like tiktok you can get like outlandish like you could get like a guy like you know cutting carrots in his house like in the middle of nowhere and it goes viral whereas like maybe not on instagram like it feels like instagram needs to be a little bit more like relatable and like not as outlandish does that make sense this yeah, is me like trying to figure it out no, no, but no, i don't me know too yeah. I, I think tiktok like i could post like a random clip of us like literally screaming and it would like might pop off yeah and reels like i in my head i need to like make sure it goes to the beat of the song and like do something a little bit more aesthetic like of my nails yeah, or it's, something it's, it's uh, like does that make more sense? aesthetic yeah all of the reels that pop up on my explore page are all aesthetic things but like i'm not like an aesthetic 
but that's influencer, not, so I don't know what to make fun of the aesthetics. Yeah, you should maybe come that's to my what house and like do shit there at the couch. <laughs> yeah. That would be at so the couch. good. That would be fun. Speaking of which, my friend Frankie literally talks about your couch all the time. <laughs> Literally. Well, because I think she followed... Well, I think I just followed she, her on Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. She'll be so excited. She followed your room. She knew your roommate before um, you, and she's like, oh, I want to sit on her couch. I'm like... She should, she should come oh, over. Literally, I was like, Frankie, just ask her if she would <laughs> let you sit on her couch. I'm dead. I swear, like, my couch literally does things for, like, people. Yeah, well, Frankie's one of them. It's crazy. I can't wait for her to listen to this part. Oh, my gosh. She should cast. totally come over. I'll she have would you over. Too. She's That's... so sweet. Well, yeah, you you met her. She yeah, was there that night. She's yeah. so sweet. Uh, that was such a fun day it was so fun yes. i literally didn't expect it to turn into <laughs> what it did Dar and i literally went all over la i was so drunk i was drunk too okay good <laughs> yeah i got really drunk yeah and then we ended up at karaoke mm-hmm. and a guy devoted his song to sally Dar. yeah that was insane he goes, he's saying uh <laughs> what did he say wagon rock wheel me, or wagon wheel yeah rock me, and he rock goes me he sally. goes rock me sally he was like rock me sally you know just once i and want just i want him to be attractive no i just <laughs> just once i wanted to be an attractive man it's like i look at my dms i'm like yep he was no he was the guy at this karaoke <laughs> bar like everyone's like young like just graduated college like that energy he was like the one like slightly like not too old but like slightly old like a little creepy in the corner right and he was like he we were like kind of messing with him we're like what are you gonna sing like we're because we're like why are you here by yourself and he's like oh like wagon wheel whatever and we we introduce ever like ourselves to him yeah and he found out your name but why was he so obsessed with you i don't i just think that that's my demographic of men that love me like i really think you know he's like he's that kind of man is the man that's like in my dms which i love him no, love them. Thank you. Keep love liking. Myself. Keep subscribing. No, I love love them. They're so nice. But I'm also like, you know, no, we're not going to date. He grabs the mic and he starts singing Wagon Wheel. And we're like, hey, mama, rock that was, me. And also he remembered the dar, too, which no. was like the most insane yeah, and then part. And he goes, rock me, Sally Dar. <laughs> this is insane. We were dying. I was I was actually dying, and yeah, I'm so and, glad I got it on video. Yeah, yeah, I can't believe you got that on video. Uh, but then we had a hard out after that. Had yeah. to had to leave. <laughs> had to leave. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to sixty percent on hotels. So whether it's cousin Kevin's kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin, or Becky's bachelorette bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, I'm your inner dream monologue, and you're fast asleep, so I'll be quick. Great job using the Colgate Optic White Overnight Teeth Whitening Pen before bed. When used as directed, it gives you a visibly whiter smile in just seven days. So while I fly and talk to animals, you're removing teeth stains with ease. Sweet dreams. And when you wake up, keep on living life to the brightest. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. 
Um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about comedy. What is like I'm so fascinated by stand up. Explain the whole journey of that to me because that is terrifying. Yeah. Um, so it's a very short journey. Um, I mean, it's still happening, yeah. but I, I'm just starting. So I have a friend named Alex that I went to high school with. And in high school, we used to do these things called um, like coffee houses. Um, so I went to I went to boarding school, and there was like what nothing to do on the weekends. Where did you go to boarding school? It's a in Connecticut. Why? Because I wanted to. I read books, and I was like, "Can I go?" And I begged my parents, and they believed me. Okay, so you weren't like a crazy kid, and they shipped no, you. No, I you wasn't a like... bad kid. I like literally read a book series and got so obsessed, and I think my parents thought it was like a funny phase. No, but I was like, like, I want to apply, and they were like, "Okay, sure," and like apply. You crazy. It's very kid. Serena Vanderwoodson of you. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yes, she was one of my. Inspirations. Yeah, inspirations for it all. Um, but yeah, so I, I went to boarding school, which is a longer story. But um, Okay, have you done like a whole series of that on your TikTok? No, people ask about that too. Come on! I know. I just like, I don't know. Because sometimes I try to like, I, I obviously like posting online and being an influencer is like giving a lot of yourself and like who you are as a person. And there are certain things that I would like, I would never talk about like who I'm dating seriously yeah. or like certain things that I wouldn't give up and like not that I would happily talk about like boarding school or like the, these cooler things that I've done but it also feels like I'm here to do comedy and I'm here to detach like make a joke that is like detached from, from me you. not all the time because it's like I want to make fun of myself and my personal experiences but sometimes it feels like not like a cop out but it's like I want to make things that anyone could be saying and it could still be funny got it I don't know I don't know it's I think you got to get that out of your head. I guess. I understand it because I feel like you're challenging yourself because inevitably those things, those crazy life experiences are going to be funny. But like, dude, use it to your advantage. Yeah. Yeah. Those are like, that's crazy. Like when people, went. it's funny that like when people, like somehow it'll be, I don't ever like say it, but like there'll be like something in the background. Like I have like a thing in my um, like little office in my apartment that has like where I went to school and people will comment being like, wait, what, what? And like people are like so confused because they're like, you went to this school. No, you have to talk about it. I guess. <laughs> totally. Okay, so you met a friend that went to boarding school. Yeah, so we used to do these things um, on the weekends in boarding school that was like called Coffee House and it was, you know, just like people singing or like reading poetry or anything because there was like nothing to do in this like tiny town and so people would just like get together and like sing and like listen to people sing. And so she lives here and she was like, I want to do a coffee house where – uh, people can like sing, perform, but I want you to do stand up. Like a talent show. Yeah. She was like, You're going to tell jokes. Shut up. Yeah. And I was like, Okay. Like, when was this? This was before Thanksgiving. This was probably like before Halloween. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, and so she was like, You're going to write like 10, 15 minutes. Like it's going to be all friends. P some people you don't know, but like all good company. Like great it'll be idea, great. Great idea, by the way, for creatives to do like a coffee house yeah, moment. Yeah. yeah. One of my other friends, she wants, wants to do it again because she like does music and stuff. So, I wrote jokes and I told him it was really more so just like I, I didn't know anything I didn't know what to do like I didn't know how to like write my notes I didn't know how to like structure a joke because like structuring that is so different from like a TikTok obviously uh -huh. so I did that it was great it was a great experience like everyone was so kind like everyone like laughed and you know even if it wasn't funny they were still cheering me on it was great so that was like perfect kind space of to start perfect yeah. and then my next step was like going and doing an open mic um, normally you pay like you know five dollars for five minutes at a club whatever um and I kept talking to my friend Kaylin who does stand up and I was like oh like let's go together blah 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 and it just was never working out and then like a week before I went home for Thanksgiving I was just like I have to go I, before I go to Tennessee I have to go do this I can't rely on anyone like I have to go by myself yeah. and so I just signed up 
one night, and Connor came with me, which is the same day that he was on this podcast. And he went. That was the open mic. Oh my gosh, and, yes. Um, that, well, this is like, the reason, I don't know. I So I did that open mic, and it was, when I was signing up, this is just like an interesting tidbit, because yeah. I, when I was signing up, I think it was, I signed up for a Tuesday, and I was looking at their Monday. So this club was like open from noon until midnight, every single hour, You could, there's like 12 slots, right? And so you can see all of the names of people that sign up. Every single name, because you can like pretty much guess, every single name was a man, except there were 77 people signed up. Clearly like some like gender neutral names, but you can like find them on Instagram and like figure out like who yeah. they are because um, they're all public because they all want to be famous. Um, there were 77 people signed up. Of those 77 people, only five were women. Shut the fork up. Yeah. So more than anything, I looked on that website and I saw that and I was like, I have to sign yeah. up. I was like, I have yes. to sign up. I was like, if I, if I'm not trying stand yes. up, like, then who is? Like, yeah. if I don't have the confidence to like post her shit daily online, if I don't have the confidence to do it, like, then what young girl out there yes. is? Like, so I was like, I have to do this on like the house. This for the little girls. <laughs> no, no, literally, I was like getting emotional. I was like, I have to go this. I'm like, and of course, I go there. It's all men. They're all telling jokes about like porn and dicks and like all of this. I'm like, You're all like, of my jokes were about like my gynecologist and my IUD, like. Clearly, like, more written for women. Um, But the good thing that came out of it, one, it was nice. Connor came, and it was fun for us to, like, see what it was like. And then we met and this guy. he didn't guy. do it, right? He just no, was he just wanted to watch. Um, I'm not kidding you. If you don't invite me to the next one. I will. I will. I'll be your biggest cheerleader. Okay, I will. good. Um, I've never been to, like, anything comedy. Well, it's, it's so funny, like, paying to see, like, so normally, if you go pay for comedy, you're paying to see like John Mulaney or whatever, and it's like there's a lot. There's a yeah, it's big, a big, big jump. Dip, yeah. That's okay, but it's still interesting. Um, so me and Connor met this guy named Zach, who I think he recognized Connor from TikTok, and then we became friends with him. And he's the guy that I was saying earlier that he's like, I'm gonna be a stand-up comedian. I'm gonna figure it oh, out. No way. Yeah, and so he was really helpful, just like because I don't know anything about that world. Like I can helping talk about, navigate little yeah, things. Yeah, like what do you do? Who do you talk? Like what do you? Yeah. How do you get out of open mics? Like what do you? Like I just don't know any of mm-hmm. that. I could talk about the internet all day, but like he would pick my brain about the internet, and I would pick his brain about Love like that. the stand-up scene, which he's new to it too. So it's like, I don't know. So it was really helpful. So he got me um, my first show. Which I did, I forget how many weeks ago, beginning of like middle, mid January or something. And it was. That's um, amazing. Yeah. So people paid to come see. That's crazy. Yeah. It was fun. But it was like, again, subpar comedy, you know, like not everyone was that funny. I hope I was one of the funny. There was like a band playing the floor beneath us that was like, why is a band playing? Like, it was like very, like, of course it was disjointed and like not the best, but it was, what what do you expect? Uh Um, so yeah, that's that's my stand up journey. I haven't done another show since. That's crazy. Yeah. So how <laughs> what was it like when you went up on the open mic and you paid the five dollars? Like, did it go better than you thought, or were you terrified, or you know what I mean? Like, how did it go? Um, it was honestly like better than I thought because open mics, like a lot of people will get up there and they'll be like, "Hey, I didn't write anything down. Like, I'm just gonna kind of talk." So like the, I was like one of the few people that came like prepared like yeah. with like this is what I wrote and memorized this is what I'm gonna say so like it was like fine like once you're there and you see how some of these like men like get up there and are just like oh like I don't know like I was like having sex with this girl the other day and like this funny like then like they'll just like they'll just they don't have anything written down like, yeah like, there's no joke structure so like once I was like oh this is like so casual I was like this is fine the worst part of it is like what man is gonna laugh at like an IUD they don't know what an IUD is probably yeah. like you know so it's more so like that um 
but I think they like like I figured out from that like what the men actually found funny like the one thing that they found funny which was like this whole like end of the joke about um this waiter that I hooked up with they thought was funny oh really (laughs) yeah so they were like that's funny and I was like okay cool so now I know what men Men, think is funny you know what's so (laughs) interesting is like which is kind of in your favor believe it or not is not very many females being in the space is actually awesome because there's not that many female like comedians that I would actually pay to go watch their show unless there was like a podcaster that's like they they're funny but like there's not many female comedians that have like stand-up shows and like go on tour like yeah. whatever i don't know if that's something you would want to do yeah but what's cool is women love to buy shit they love True. to be like oh i'm going to the show they True. love an event they love to get ready so that's awesome because i feel like I mean, my brother's not the type of guy that'd be like, oh, I love this comedian. Let me buy his ticket. Like, girls do that. Yeah, that's right? so true. So that's kind of awesome. Yeah, it's kind of weird how it's like, it's such a boys club. And like... Well, pretty much everything in the world is. Yeah, yeah, pretty Except much Except like YouTubers now. Yeah. I bet YouTubers, like, I, the most rich YouTubers this year were all men. It pissed me off. Oh, interesting. Yeah, huh. us women gotta I mean, get our shit together. Um, but yeah, it's such a boys club and like, in a weird way, it, like, works to some women's advantage. Which, like, if there's, like, a lineup and they're, like, okay, well, because, it, like, if we're deciding between, like, there's eight people and only five can go on and there's only one girl out of those eight people, then they're, like, okay, well, you're going to go in. Yeah. Because they need a girl. Yeah. So, like, sometimes it works to your advantage in a weird way, which is, like, shitty. Yeah. But, like, also, Use thanks, it. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, thanks, I guess, question yeah. mark. Cool. That's pretty remarkable. Yeah, and I don't, I don't know where it's going to go. I don't even know if that's what I want to do. Like, that, the whole thing of me doing that show is I really wanted to get up there and, like, be like, yes, I'm I so excited. Yeah. I'm chasing that high now. I want to do it again. And I don't, in that same feeling I was describing with TikTok where I was like, this is going to work because I'm going to do it and it's what I want to do. Uh-huh. I don't feel that same thing for stand-up, which is what the feeling I wanted to feel, like this like weird, like I wanted to feel like so compelled to like write the next like five minutes and uh-huh. like, do it again. And I don't feel that. But that also doesn't mean I won't do it again because I think it's just like a new skill I need to learn. It's kind of like training your dating muscle, but like training your stand-up muscle. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be – but it it probably is training a muscle that could help a future thing, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I I don't really know where it's going to go, but I'm proud of myself because it's the kind of thing too that I was like, I'm going to do this at some point because if I die and I don't try stand-up, I will hate myself. Me too. And I just knew I needed to try it. Same with like all of my other, like I know Connor wants to try it at some point. I want point. Connor like, to do it so badly. Jack tried it. Like, and I, I know, same thing. Like he, they just like, I need to do it at some point to uh-huh. know I could do it. My roommate Megan loves stand up. Like at some point she's needs to try it before yeah, she dies. Totally I was like, should. this is something I need to do before I die. And if not now, <laughs> then when? And so I did it and we'll see if I do it again. Good or for you. It was, so I just like, it was like a bucket list thing. No, that's awesome. But you know, maybe in 10 years, that, that's all I do. I don't know. I don't know. So speaking of in 10 years, like where do you see yourself in the comedy world? Like who do you want to be? Like who do you want to be like or what do you want to be doing? Like I know you're really interested in writing and stuff, but like I'm like, do you want to be on camera? Do you want to be on stage? Yeah. Give me the I have so many different – So like every month is a different thing. I go through so many different iterations. So like when I'm in my more um, like writing, like film bro – like don't want to be on camera phase uh-huh. I want to be Greta Gerwig like I want to be Greta Gerwig whoa I love her okay yeah but like clearly <laughs> Greta Gerwig is not like posting about dumb shit online yeah um but when I'm in my phase that I'm like I don't want I want to like toss my phone into the ocean and just like write movie scripts and like fall in love with the director and like make movies like I want to be Greta Gerwig really yeah 
And then sometimes I'm like, well, I want to do stand up and like where like I, I don't know. I just want to do stand up. Then I'm like I want to be like, you know, someone like Amy Schumer or uh-huh. any of you know funny women out there. And then sometimes I'm like, well, I want to write and produce a TV show. I'm like, oh, I'll be like Mindy Kaling or like, yeah, you know, and oh, like, I could so see that. And she's like on camera, but like she's like a face, you know, but like isn't like act like a doesn't label. I can see that the most actually. Okay, that's good to know. Yeah, because uh, I see you doing both actually, and I see myself doing both. Like I like I like being in front and behind the camera, and I think people that uh, enjoy being behind the camera sometimes are the best in front of the camera as well because they see the vision yeah like, you know what I mean like yeah. when you write something and you're like no this is how it yeah no one's gonna perform it better than you yeah you know and I, I mean? used to be like oh I want to be like Greta Gerwig I don't want to be on camera whatever and I'm like I'm think I have anyone on the internet has to have some kind of ego to some extent oh, so I'm yeah. like I'm lying to myself like yeah. I want to I want to be on camera exactly. like that's you know so I don't know it really depends on the day I think that there is a blend of all of it because I think in my mind I always try to reckon like new Hollywood, new frontier of, like, internet and, like, that whole world, which is, like, you know, and then, like, traditional Hollywood, like, doing stand-up, going to clubs, writing scripts, getting them made, and, like, that's becoming, like, more and more blurred, like, as time goes on, and, like, trying to, like, reckon those two things in my mind, because, like, one is, like, deemed as more respectable, and, like, people are, like, the internet's cringy, and I'm, like, well, one day, the 60-year-olds who are in charge of you know, they're going to be fans of the influencers they grew up watching. So I don't know. I always try to reckon those two things. And I think that there's like a blend of like doing what I do and then also like winning an Oscar or something. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to like figure that out. Yeah. Um, it's an interesting, especially specifically comedy. I'm so far removed from like, they're, like, for instance, I'm in like the lifestyle world. So I feel like we've kind of seen more so like people. Like, for instance, Lauren DIY. And she, like, now hosts an HBO show. Like, she's mm-hmm. the host of Craftopia. And we've seen a lot of that, like, crossover of, like, digital people, like, being sought after by the traditional media to, like, pull those numbers and stuff. Yeah. And which is awesome. But with comedy, I feel like specifically with TikTok, because TikTok, like, allowed this amazing thing with comedy. I haven't seen that, like, crossover as much. Yeah. Besides, like, I guess, like, Cody Ko and people like that. Yeah, but they, like, still very much, like, live on the internet. Where yeah. you see it the most, actually, is Twitter. Like, there's a lot of Twitter comedians that are, like, Whoa. like you know, the boys on um, SNL now, La Please Don't Destroy. Don't they? Aren't they, like, writers or they're on it a little bit? Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, like, kind of, like, the, I would, like, kind of, like, new Lonely Island. Got like, it. Yeah. Okay, okay. So they, like, posted on Twitter a lot of their comedy videos um, and are on SNL now. And then there's someone, like, do you know, like, Rachel Sennett is? Uh-uh. She's, like, a Twitter, started on Twitter, and then she was in this movie, uh, Shiva Baby. Uh-huh. And so I, there's a lot of just, like, and then Grace Coolenschmidt, do you know who she is? Uh-huh. She's, I, I want to, like, learn give you all a about comedy um, stuff. Grace Coolenschmidt, who I think started on Twitter, and she was just in the new season of Search Party. Whoa. So there's, like, a lot of Twitter comedians that, like, get writing jobs or, like, get some kind of like just any kind of role and so right now I'm like really into Twitter for that reason and they're all like New York Twitter comedians well yes they're all New York and uh, Mm -hmm. specifically Connor's done a great job with Twitter yeah he has so do you think that you um would a dream of yours be to be on SNL I mean I no one obviously would say no no. one would say no but like is that like because no. Connor was like bananas about SNL. I think like it's just like one of, if you like being funny, it's a childhood dream that uh, of course I would love to be on SNL, but it's not something I'm like actively pursuing. Like I'm not like trying to take an improv class. Um, See, because your group, in my opinion, the the Brooke, Connor, Jack, you, 
is like in my head gonna be the next like cast on SNL. That's so kind. I, That'd be great. No, I'm being dead ass. Like I don't. <laughs> I just don't see. I mean, obviously, there's gonna be other people that pop up here and there that like did a more traditional comedy route, but I don't see why like a uh, TikTok comedy person wouldn't be the next person on SNL. Yeah, it makes zero sense. Why oh, it, wouldn't it, be it doesn't that. make sense because so many of their jokes. I'm like, ah, uh, this is like, why are you using the word? They're also a chuggy. little off. like that's so like. Five months ago, and they're you know? yeah, and they're off. They're off. Yeah, which they I think, need more like young people. Yeah, like y'all. those boys from Please Don't Destroy, I think, will kind of give new life to it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't. I would love to be on SNL, but it's not something. I don't know. Well, here's the other thing. I am like, I watch everything. I am a great consumer. Like, you'll tell me something that's good to watch, and I'll watch it. Right. Mm-hmm. I watch streaming services. I watch movies. I'm, I'm all over the internet. All the things. I'm not kidding you. I could give I don't give two shits about SNL. I'm just gonna be honest. Like I really don't. The only time I did was when Kim K was on. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I just wanna see Kim and right. like Pete kiss, like literally. Yeah. So but I care about comedians on the internet. So if they like it would be so smart for I know. them to put internet people on people from comedy people are probably like so cringing right now. But I'm like, if they would put some internet people like Cody or Connor, you or Brooke or whoever on SNL I would actually watch yeah well there's so many things too that like are viral online that I'm like why didn't they make a joke about this this week like why didn't they make a joke about like when remember when like the whole couch guy thing was happening yes like why didn't they make a joke about like they could have easily done a skit their demo isn't that I guess I know and so then I'm like their demo could be right I'm like they're writing to our parents still so like that's why they're not making a joke about couch guy that's why they're not making a joke about West Elm Caleb but I'm like if you want if they wanted to get West Elm Caleb would be a perfect joke yeah but if they made jokes about that then like our parents at home would be like, I don't understand this skit. So I, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like they almost need like more, like maybe two segments are TikTok humor and then the rest is like to the parents. Yeah. But if you want a whole new generation of people tuning in. Yeah. Well, what I think is that they have a TikTok and like they'll do like some like BTS stuff. And I'm like, why don't you do skits on your on SNL tic- TikTok yeah. that is drawing for, like why don't you do a parody of couch guy with pete davidson on your snl TikTok? oh my gosh that'd be perfect doesn't have to be on tv they should have someone like you running that's it. what I, oh yeah. believe me i know i'm like let me run your tiktok like i could write bits for you using the faces of like the your snl actors we love, yeah. but you're doing jokes that are on that live that, on tiktok that would go forking bananas I know, could you imagine if pete, pete davidson, davidson doing a couch guy thing or west Elm, like pretending to be pete west Elm? davidson was west elm caleb that's that what I'm would saying. Go uber viral. I know, and I don't know why they're that, not doing that. Like they're just like, I that's don't know genius. why. But are you like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. It's, that's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, actually. I mean, not like my dream, but I would love to be like some kind of because I like know a the catalyst. internet. Yeah, yeah. Like, I something I want to do something that's like more like traditional Hollywood or traditional comedy, whatever. Mm-hmm. Which would be something like SNL or like late night, whatever. But like I know a lot about the internet and like TikTok, so like merging the two, I think a perfect. If I were to start a job, would be something like that where it's yeah. like, let me run your TikTok. That is fascinating. Would be, I think, such a perfect job for me. But so fascinating. <laughs> That's why I feel the exact same way when they're portraying an influencer, like in a new show. Like for instance, Emily in Paris. I'm yeah, like, you're like, why didn't you consult anyone? Literally. I'm like, call me. I'll give <laughs> call it to me you for call free. Me. I'll call tell me. you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. So I like Alicia and I, or it. Alicia and I have talked several times about writing shows, like about actually like Gossip Girl, but influencer version or whatever. Yeah. And I'm like, that would be so good because we actually know. Yeah. Versus like some old 
no offense, but like so, some old dude trying yeah. to write like Emily in Paris. Yeah. I don't even know who writes it. But like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Brooke and I, I just... talk about that too. Like, we talk about like, okay, Broad City is like definitely like a little bit more like millennial. But me and Brooke are like, what if it was Broad City, but in LA and like influencer culture? Yes. Like, you show up to a party and like your Twitter crush is there and like you're trying to figure out how to talk to him. Or like, you know, someone didn't tag you. Like, you know, just like or, things that you yes, don't. Entourage influencer version. Yeah. Like, so many. Yes. So and good. No one, and no one's doing it, or they've tried, I guess, Emily in Paris, whatever. No one's doing it because they don't know. Like, because the people that are like running it all are too old to understand. Uh huh. And they're too, I feel like sometimes they think they're so knowledgeable in what they do which they are but they don't want to ask for help from like the actual source they're like yeah. haha see he he these silly influencers like they just go based off what they see on the instagram i'm like you don't actually understand the yeah i feel like such an idiot like trying to explain this right now because no. people are like yeah no 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 do you know I what get i mean it. though yes, yeah it's very frustrating because it's like the tv the tv even did you watch on um, sex lives of college girls yeah yeah, so, like, that show is, like, written for college girls or girls right out of college. Like, it is written for us. Uh-huh. And then they do things, like, there was that weird, they were, like, buying dresses in the store. And she's, like, oh, my God, like, fire emoji, tongue-waving oh emoji. Gosh. I was, like, who wrote this? I was, like, <laughs> I you're writing this for our age. And, like, we don't talk like that. Like, yeah. it's the most frustrating thing. Yeah. Like, wh- what? It's so funny, too, because I feel like uh, in, specifically in, like, the new, like, Sex in the City. Have mm-hmm. you watched it? I actually Let's haven't, say. which is so bad. Um. Anyway, in the, in se- the new Sex in the City and in Sex Lives of College Girls, they like they're trying to be so woke, but it's cringe. I'm like, that's just how it is in real life. Like, why are we trying to make it a big deal? Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, so, I don't know. It's just I I wish that um it was I guess per- and it's hard to do so, but yeah, I, I think that a little help from I guess someone who's actually in the position would be great. right which have you seen the movie 8th grade no should I watch that by Bo, Bo Burnham made it and it is like when it comes because he comes from the internet like he started on YouTube did Vine like he understands the internet he's like 30 so uh-huh. he's a little bit like more he's millennial but like understands the internet understands like what social media is like and growing up around it 8th grade is probably like the closest representation of like what it's like for a girl to like go to school everyone you need to watch it and like the reason it's the closest is because he was in it so i'm like why are people making these things that aren't i mean sex lives it's not about sex lives of college girls isn't about like social media but it's like which i thought was pretty good like i liked the show but the shows that are about social media like emily in paris i'm like well why didn't you ask someone it's so off yeah that is that is an influencer (laughs) Emily in Paris is so bad (laughs) yeah but like the reason bo burnham eighth grade is so good is because like he was a young kid in his bedroom posting on youtube and he knew so he can write a young girl in her room posting on youtube yeah i need to i need to watch that but yeah anyway sally um, i guess my last question is because this podcast is called making moves what moves are you trying to make right now in your career and i knew this question was coming (laughs) and i know my answer for my personal life my career life what is it personal life i'm like really trying to date more (gasps) me too good good um not us running into your actual day out the other day your bumble date i think and i was so drunk i think i asked him like 10 times if he was still seeing this girl <laughs> and i had to ask my friends i was like did anyone hear his answer i was like who's sally talking to they're like her bumble date or her hidden date or yeah. whatever i was like what the yeah heck? um wish i remembered that conversation but hopefully i looked somewhat cool i don't know no um, you didn't but i'm trying to go on more dates because i'm like a firm believer in you can't complain about the dating apps if you're not using them or you can't complain about like dating if you're not yeah. like trying. So I'm like really trying 
to try love put that. myself out there like well, at least one date a month is my goal yeah weird me too. maybe a weird new year's resolution but no, like that's a good goal it's yeah, hard it's yeah. hard in la um but career wise like I, if you asked me a month ago i would have said the whole stand-up thing but now i'm just kind of like i wish there was a sign that told me that's what i should be doing so right now because i'm really feel like i'm full-time influencers i'm really just trying to figure out my daily routine focus on consistency which is you know just such a thing with influence consistency is key trying to like focus on that because it is my job now and also trying to reckon with myself personally like working on things that I don't post on the internet so whether it is like working on a script or like writing stand-up or things that I'm not posting on the internet and being okay with not you know like I, I post therefore I am like being okay with like just because you're not posting doesn't mean you're not working on other things oh you yeah, know? Yeah, yeah, yeah so like really trying to I figure so that out to this. too yeah yeah um which is just... see people always get like so pissed when I like post a vlog uh two or three weeks later than like for instance my friends who I was with like posted it right and I'm like you don't understand like I've been working yeah not even doing anything regarding me yeah like working on a completely different avenue um and it, it's frustrating because the internet's so instant, like, reward. Yeah. And, like, whatever I've been working on or whatever isn't. Yeah. Lo- so, yeah, long-term gratification is, like, a lifelong struggle, especially when you're an influencer, but, like, really trying to— And when you're, like, Gen Z. Yeah. yeah remind cool. myself that, like, the things that take longer will be worth it in the yeah. end. So um, trying to find that balance and— Oh, I like that. Find a daily routine um, and date. See, okay, <laughs> yeah. perfect. There we have it. Where can everyone follow you, Salidar? At Salidar Griffin on Instagram and well, TikTok, right? That's where I post. And YouTube, Twitter is at Salidar. Letterbox, if you're a film bro, at Salidar. <laughs> um, but yeah, Salidar, Salidar Griffin, everywhere. Amazing. Yeah, everyone follow her, check her out, follow her TikToks. They're forking hilarious. I'm obsessed. I love the Ted Cruz phase. Oh, that is actually my favorite. That's the best. Phase. Anyway, you can go check it out so you know what we're talking about. Be sure to follow me, rate, review, do all the things, and make sure and make someone's day this week. Peace.